This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, we both have our oh, Stanleys. Yes, let's go. <laughs> and Stanley, if you're listening, we ran through all the reasons why we love Stanley Cups. Heather, what are they? Well, handle. Yep. Fits in your cup holder. Yep. Huge. Mm-hmm. You know, holds a lot at one time. Keeps everything cold. And what was it you said about the top? Screw top lid doesn't fall oh, off. Oh, screw top lid. Yes. It's so good. And so. we both live in Nashville. I didn't know you lived in Nashville. Yes, I'm here. I'm just outside of Nashville, but yeah. So you're a baller. This is great. Honestly, (laughs) like I really love talking to people like you because you are the kind of woman behind the scenes, but you make the shit happen. Like you are that one that's like you have over, you've launched over a hundred bestseller books. I mean, that's a really big deal. Like I I really want to know what it takes to launch a bestseller because I'm not in a place to write a book right now, but I, I feel in the next 10 you years, it's not yeah. there yet. You know, like I'm pretty good at like feeling my career. Yeah. And I, I'm not ready. You're not ready yet. It's all around me. I'm like interviewing authors all the time. Tons of my friends oh. have become best-selling authors. I'm like running into geniuses like you. And I'm like, I'm just gathering information. You know, I just want to <laughs> gather information. I just want to know. And I'm sure a lot of people are, are really curious, but what? Okay. So I'm going to run through what you do. And then I really want to start off with like, tell me about what it takes to have a bestseller. Cause I am curious oh, about that. I mean, oh, it yeah. had a launch one just like quickly, just like I want to kind of start. Yeah, sure. One. Okay. But Heather, you are the CEO of choice media communications. So that is like a branding 
you're like a branding expert launching. What is that exactly? What do you do over there? So Choice is a boutique um, communications agency. We serve people in the entertainment and lifestyle business, you know, industries. So it might be somebody in food. It might be somebody in finance. It might be somebody in health and wellness. Um, but they have something distinctive about them that we think we can get above the noise. We do mm, PR, media relations, book them on the Today Show, get them in the New York Times. Um, we do social media and digital media um, management. And then we do a ton of branding and strategy. So people come to us, you know, Caroline, for one of three reasons. They've got 10 oars in the water. They don't know which oar to paddle first. They have a podcast, they write books, they speak, they run a business, you know, they are uh, running a family, like they have all these things going on and they don't know how to tell their story in a clear, concise and compelling way. And they need the the roadmap and the plan for doing that. So me, that's one. That's me. Yes, that's me. Totally. Right. Pick, right? pick me. Pick me. <laughs> Help. Help me. Um, Help. Help me. The second reason they come to us is they're looking for exposure. They want to be on Good Morning America. They want to be in Time Magazine. They want to be on Lewis Howes or your podcast, right? Um, and they don't have the relationships in order to leverage and, and make that happen. They don't know the gatekeepers. And then the third reason they come is they're looking for an audience. They're known over here to these people. But gosh, if these people over here knew who they were, it would be a game changer for their business. And so those are the three reasons that people come to choice. And I have an all female team. I'm really proud Ooh, of that's that. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I like we can that. Talk about that at, at some point. But I um, but yeah, they, you know, we're looking for people that we know we can do good work for because they have something distinctive about them that the target audience is gonna latch on to. Okay. Uh, do you think you could work with me? Maybe. Can we talk 100%. about 100%. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like you are speaking to me because I feel like I have really found my groove. Like, I think it still could be like yeah. narrowed and chipped away at, but like, I've really found like my groove and I, this podcast has become great, but I'm like, okay, what do we do? I've just like kind of right. walked blindly into this whole thing. Like my, I've had a million careers and anyone listening to my podcast for all these years knows that, but like started off in music, then kind of moved over into like hosting and TV and songwriting. And then I worked with record, I worked at a record label, actually like in the industry part and with yeah. a publishing company. And then started my podcast because I just know so many amazing people and have access, access you to do, all yeah. these brilliant minds. And it's taken off and is incredible. I mean, it's such a privilege to be with your listeners because, um, your podcast is incredible. And so Thank you. yeah, women like you, Caroline are our ideal, um, client because, when we are the target consumer, when we're the person that you're trying to reach, we know what to do for you. And that's where our, we have the strongest partnerships are with are with those kinds of clients that we serve. But, you know, so many people fall accidentally into like this career and there's all this success and it's like, oh my gosh, wait, if we put some intention and some strategy around that yes. and what can happen because you've done this because of the magic that you possess and the gifting that you possess already. And so what if we put, you know, some actual like strategy around it? How could we like blow that up? 
you know. Okay, so can we just kind of like keep role playing just a little bit, just to like let people know what actually happens with this? Because I feel like I love to use myself as an example because I just love learning. But okay, so say we were going to like take my my brand apart, and we're like, okay, you have this podcast, you host, like it's it's really become a wonderful, beautiful, amazing outlet. Like I am so blessed that I get to have this beautiful community that you've built too. And I like, I love that I get to talk to people like you. Like that yeah. is so heart fueling to me. And I feel like anyone who finds this podcast and like enjoys these kind of conversations is going to be so stoked too, because I just like getting to talk to brilliant minds like yourself and then like chip it all away and understand it yeah. and figure out how you can apply that to your own life. It's just like, it's just pearls of wisdom. So say like people out there have a brand, like I have a brand, you build something, but you really don't know yeah. what to do with it. Like, where do you even start? What are the outlets to even think yeah, that's about a pursuing? Great, that's a great question. So the first thing we do is we start with a deep dive. We call it the choice collaborative. And it's like a strategic workshop that we do with you over the course of two days. And we hear your founder story. We hear, how did you go from growing up in Texas to where you are now in Nashville with this podcast and this family and, you know, all the things that you have going on in your life, right? And we hear all of that right out of your mouth. We have dove deep into your brand long before you've stepped into that, you know, collaborative with us. But hearing it out of your mouth and the language that you use and what you choose to tell us about and the touch points along that journey. We hear that from you first. Then what we do is we walk through how people are finding you now. Who are those people that are consuming your content right now? And who are the people that you're missing out on that? Oh my gosh, if they knew that get real existed, or if they knew about Carolina hobby and her community, like how would it be a game changer for your business? And then we create what we call a content wheel. And so this is three to five content pillars. Like imagine yourself at the center. Think of like an old school brainstorm, like bubble that you would have done on the whiteboard in class, right? And you're like doing all these thought bubbles off of you, but we're starting with you at the center and we create three to five big content pillars that you are going to talk about all the time because it's what's true to Caroline, right? So if I use uh, me and choice as an example, communications is one of our content pillars, right? We're communications experts. Um, I've been a, a publicist and a PR professional for almost 30 years, 28 years. So that's a huge bucket and a reason that people come to choice. Entrepreneurship is another A lot of our clients, probably 99% of them are entrepreneurs. And so they, that the content around that um, pillar is really important to them. Um, Another, you know, category for us is empowering women and leadership. 99% of our clients are female. I lead an all female team. I am very, very passionate about equipping and empowering women specifically. And and the vast majority of the people that are in our community are women who are trying to lead in some way. And then our last category is relationships. So this might be marriage or friendship or self-care or things like that. But those are things that our women care about. So those are four of our content pillars at Choice. 
Well, what we do with you is we create that content wheel. And so there's the big content pillars and then there's those subcategories that come off of it. So off of communications, we might have book publishing, we might have podcasting, we might have social media, you know, just examples, crisis communications, like things that come off of communications. And we build that for the client specifically. And everything that you create content-wise, if it's for your social media, if it's a media interview you're doing, if you're writing a book, if you're doing a podcast, if you're um, speaking somewhere, if you're writing a blog post, if you're putting out a newsletter, like anywhere that you create content, it should go through this filter. It's kind of like a compass or your North Star in your business. Because what happens to people is they start going, squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. And they start talking about things that are not true to their brand because they think they need to talk about them because other people are talking about them or they think it's popular or it's trendy or, you know, whatever. And then what happens is people don't know what to come to you for. They Mm. don't know like what is true to your brand because you're talking about 85 different things. I feel like I can fall in that category sometimes just where you're like like squirreling. Yeah. And I'm so done. I'm so trying not to squirrel anymore. Like I want, yeah. this is, this is why this is totally like resonating with me, what you're talking about. Just like clearing it up, coming up with a strategy and a formula and a plan. Exactly. And then we take that content wheel and we create for you a mission, core values, and a tagline for your business. Now, some people come to us and they're 10 years into their business and they've got something established and we evaluate it and finesse it and clean it up or update it or elevate it in some way. Sometimes they come to us and it's right on the money. But the vast majority of people that come to us have never thought about that, have never thought like, what is the reason I'm here? Mm. What is the, what do I value? What do I believe? What am I delivering to my audience through my like foundational elements? Um, So I'll use, you know, choice again as an example. So our mission is we see you. We understand you, we guide you, we make you known. So it's like four simple statements. But if you were to boil it down, it would be see, understand, guide, make known. That's why we're here. See See, you. Really take the time to hear the story, know the story, like see the full story. Intentionally partnering with those people we think we can get above the noise, not just anybody that comes Uh to choice, right? Then understand you. We know it's one thing to be excited about you. It's another thing to know what to do for you that is going to move the needle in your business. Okay, so you have the steps. Like you guys have this vast Rolodex and bandwidth of like, you have a playbook. So like someone like me who doesn't know all the outlets or people to talk to or where you should be spending your time or whatever. It's like, you can immediately go like, do, 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 do. Like what are the different outlets out there that you would plug people into? And our, you know, lane of expertise is communications. We're not doing your taxes, you know, um, we're not changing the oil in your car. Like this is what we're specifically gifted at and competent in and have, a, you know, a track record of success with. And so that's where we're guiding you. So the understanding part is like, there are so many people that come to us, Caroline, that need something. And we're like, we can tell you this is what you need, but we're not good at that. Or we don't offer that service, but here are three people that you should go talk to, you know, right? 
we want to make sure that the people that come to us that we say yes to are people that we know we can do really good work for. Okay. And so that's where the understand comes in. Then guide to use our friends here in Nashville, StoryBrand, Don Miller and, and his awesome team at StoryBrand. The, the customer or the client is the hero and we are the guide. So many people get that flipped in reverse and they make their self um, or their business the hero. And that's not the case. We're the guide. We're the ones taking you by the hand down this specific lane of expertise that we have. And then that's where that roadmap and game plan comes in. And then ultimately, Caroline, if we're doing our job, we're making you known. And for some people, that's their name and lights and the Hollywood sign and national attention. And for others, it's like, hey, I just want these people over here to know that I even exist. And um, and so that's an example of a mission that we walk through with you. These are these are I exist statements like you exist to do what? And then the the core values are belief statements, I believe. And so these are foundational elements of the way that you are serving the people that you um that you have, you know, that come to your audience. So ours are five. We believe relationships matter. These are not just business transactions for us. We know we do our best work with people we are in deep relationship with. Jen Hatmaker has been our client for eight years. Uh, Eight years. We are in deep relationship with Jen. Love Jen Hatmaker. She's coming on. She is the best. The best. She is so She knows who she is. Did y'all help her get her all narrowed down? We've been working with her for eight years. When, When we met Jen and started working with her, she was very firmly planted in the Christian world, right? She spoke to women in churches, and that's where she was known. And um, and I was obsessed with her and her content because I was her target demo, right? I was the woman she was writing those books and Instagram posts and all those things for. And I was like, listen, there are women over here that have no idea. They've never heard of Jen Hatmaker and they would love you. They would be obsessed with you if we can get you in front of them. And so it was really baby stepping her over to a new consumer that had no idea who she was. So like when we started working with her, nobody at the Today Show knew who she was. Nobody at the New York Times or, um, you know, some of these um, magazines like Southern Living or Real Simple or Red Book or, you know, whatever time. And now, you know, she's a regular contributor to a lot of those places because she has really amazing, compelling content and an awesome story. And we just needed to introduce her to a new audience and to those gatekeepers who didn't know her, you know? Oh my God. And now she's like doing her own cruise. Like we have to be. Oh my gosh. In November. Yes. You have to be a big deal to like pack a cruise. I mean, that's your own cruise, right? Yes. And like her whole life ended up blowing up with her husband and her whole world. And then she's writing about it in this like new book, Feed These People. And she's being honest about it on podcasts. And I'm sure she's like completely pivoted from like the Christian church going wife to now I am in the world. It's a mess. And let me be beautiful with you. Let me be a beautiful mess with you. That's exactly right. And she says now her insides and outsides match, right? Like she's the same gen all the way through. What a good feeling. You know, she's not putting on a show for anybody anymore. She is just being 
truly, wholly, authentically Jen and standing in her own integrity. And she has been through a lot. You know, her career was devastated when she came out affirming um, gay marriage. And she was devastated in her marriage, you know, a couple of years ago when it imploded like overnight. And we've walked through all of that with her. But what is standing now is this incredibly powerful, strong, equipped woman who is passing the baton backward and saying, learn from all that I have gone through, you know, um, I want to cry, but you know, don't let a crisis happen before you've got your shit together essentially. And, um, she's amazing. And that, that cookbook that you have feed these people, which, um, came out, you know, the end of last year, was really therapeutic for her and healing for her when she was, you know, at the bottom of the ocean, you know, in major trauma and, and suffering a lot of loss in, in her personal life. And so it's a beautiful, you know, um, example of, of hope on the other side. And I just love her so much because She's so real about it. And now she's so happy. She's in a now great relationship. She's yes. actually found like true love. And let's oh, like, girl, I introduced her to him. I did. Oh, Tyler, Tyler was my client and Jen is my friend and client. And I was, we were, Jen and I were in New York for um, media meetings and interviews and whatnot. And she was staying an extra night. I was getting ready to fly back home to Nashville and she was staying an extra night to go to a Broadway show. And I was like, well, what are you going to see? And she's like, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. And I was like, all right, listen, I have kind of a wacky, crazy idea, but one of my new clients is in town and he's going to a show tonight. Why don't y'all go together? Like you need to know each other. He's amazing. Y'all will love each other. And so they went and saw Waitress and with Jennifer Nettles was the the lead. And they went and met and they're together now. And I'm like, okay, my work here is done. So Heather, you're more than just like helping with the career. You're like the whole I care about your life. I don't just care about whatever you're launching. And also you do Noelle Jet, right? With Jet Set Homes. I just interviewed her I loved your episode with her. It was so good. Oh, I could have listened to the two of y'all forever because it was just like, first of all, y'all cried like 45 times, which I had like all these tender moments listening to the two of you. It was so precious, but she's amazing too. Amazing. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. 
It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like, okay, so here's what I'm getting a theme with you is you really lock in with like really amazing powerhouse women who have like gone through some shit and figured out how to get on the other side of it and then tell the story and help people, you, pe women rising, like women who are rising, like you yeah, are it's like helping the them Phoenix, rise. Right? It's, yeah. It is such a privilege to be a megaphone for women like that because don't women like me and you need those messages? Yes. Of course we do. Yes. And so to play even the smallest role, this teeny tiny role to help like catapult them so that, you know, more women are hearing these messages is it's not lost on me that that is, you know, what I get to do every day. Man, and just speaking of these two women in particular, Jen Hatmaker and Noelle Jett, like if anyone doesn't know them, y'all should follow them. Noelle's already been on the podcast. Jen's coming on the podcast. Um, yes. But what I love about them, and this makes me love you so much that this is how you operate in the women that you're drawn to, is I love that these women have not had an easy road. They're honest yeah. about it. And they have done the hard work. They are smart. They have kept going. They've persevered. They felt all the feelings. And yet they have continued to march forward and listen to their heart and find what is guiding them. And now they have literally risen from so many moments of yes, really hard, painful moments. But they have 
gotten so real and honest and truthful with themselves. And now they are at this other, this next level where both of them are content and happy and like thriving, but it was not like, Oh, they just have an easy life. It's like, no, they fought for this. And now they're sharing how they got there and they're sharing their tips and they're actually are truly happy. Not just like faking it and putting on a persona. You know, and, and Jen and I talked about that when she was at the bottom of the ocean and in major trauma and grief, I said, I know you can't see it now, but women are going to be like, you are going to help so many women on the other side of this because they're either have gone through or are going through what you're going through right now. And they need that encouragement that there is hope on the other side, you know, and and we need someone living to, truth of that. But we need someone to show us and we need to yes. actually see it play out. You know, I feel like that's how human beings are. Not everyone knows is has the courage or even the idea or the has right. the understanding of what to do, but we need someone to guide us. Like you're guiding with the behind the that's scenes right. getting these voices heard. It's like we need someone's story that we can latch on to so we can have hope because we're it's all so struggling. true, Caroline. It's so true. And, you know, I'm sure Jen will talk to you about this when you have her on the show, but, you know, she created these me courses out of that very thing so that women can learn from the exact people that she's learning from and who have helped her. And she's like, I'm not an expert in finances, but here's who I, you know, linked arms with and who helped me when I didn't know how much money I made in a year. And I didn't know how many, you know, checking accounts we had and, you know, like things like that. She, um, she, I, I, I don't want to steal her thunder. I want her to be able to share all that, but she just helps the, you understand well, what the you part need. That we play in all of that is getting those people really clear on their messaging. Mm. So what we were talking about before and why they're here and who they're serving and then who they're not serving, but need to be in front of Okay, and then how to get them in front of those people. So we know that if Jen is on your podcast, the women listening to your podcast are women who either know her and love her and want to hear more from her or don't and should, right? And we'll and, be so excited to find out about her. Exactly. And so it's really customizing that messaging to the right audience and getting them the access that they need to get in front of those people. So Man. yeah, that's a, a very long way of telling you more about what Joyce does. I love it though. And do y'all do like brand deals? Do y'all partner people with particular brands or is it more just like big things like book deals and like show engagements and things? So we don't do, um, um, like we don't represent them like a literary agent would and go to a publishing house and shop the book around. It's our job to birth the baby, right? It's our job to promote it. So once the book has been written, and we don't just work on books, we work on a lot of, of, of brands, but for an author, as an example, when that book is getting ready to release, six months before it comes out is when we get involved and we start really determining, okay, what is the story that needs to be told? Who are the people to go to? So we're booking media so that when that book is out, you're hearing them on podcasts, you're seeing them on TV, you're reading reading about them in magazines or online. We're coordinating um, partnerships with influencers like you. So they might have Instagram lives with people or, you know, whatnot. And so, but it's, 
it starts with that collaborative branding exercise to get really clear. There's so much clarity that comes out of that. And then when we know what the end goal is, you know, we want to be a New York Times bestseller. We want to sell thousands of books. I want to be on the Today Show. You know, whatever that end goal is, we work backwards from that in developing the strategy, you know, to go after it. I just like can't believe I just like met you. Like you just fell. I know. I can't believe we live in the same town and haven't and have all these mutual friends and haven't been together yet. But you're like the fairy godmother of all these like vagabond entrepreneurs who like have all this stuff but don't know what they're doing but need help and guidance. And I don't know yeah. what vagabond actually means. That might not be the right word. But like you know, like all these people out there who just like there's such a world to create now. But it's like you start creating and just not knowing what to do with it, you know? Yeah, and it's I, like the wizard behind the curtain, right? Yeah. Like that's where our role is, is we are behind the scenes, pulling all the levers and making things happen. Um, and really it's such a privilege to be able to help these women have their dreams realized, you know, because of the work that we do. And like I said, we are one small cog in the wheel, um, but even in the role that we play, we feel like, gosh, it's so fun to be able to help people live out the dreams that they have for themselves. How did you get into this? How did you get passionate about this? Well, you know, I studied journalism in college. I went to the University of Georgia and studied journalism in college. But I'll tell you where it all started for me was when I was a junior in college, I did a summer internship at the Secretary of State's press office in the state of Georgia. So I was going to the Capitol building every single day and I was going to the press office. I had no idea what a press secretary did, but I knew I was fascinated. And what I realized, and this was long before Olivia Pope and Scandal was exposed. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. But the red wine and the popcorn every night. So good. Yes, the tall crate and barrel wine glasses, please. <laughs> um, so the, I was in college in the 90s. So this is long before Olivia Pope. But I was obsessed with becoming her. That's what I wanted to do with my career. Okay. And what I learned from that press secretary is she was the buffer between the client. Her client was the secretary of state and the media. And it was all about relationships and oh. all about the semantics of what you said and how you said it and all of that. And so serving as that buffer, which is what a publicist does, you know, I serve as the buffer between Jen Hatmaker and the Today Show. I serve as a buffer between, you know, Noel Jet and your podcast, right? And so it's it's that is what I was obsessed with. I loved being that person in between it, connecting the two. And it, it again goes all the way back to relationship. I mean, that's the reason I have a career is because of relationships, you okay, know? Okay. So this is like what you're made to do. Cause you have the personality for it because this is where it's like a fine art. This is like, yeah. this is like, and I've been around long enough to know this is like, this is where your secret sauce of who you actually are comes into play because not everyone can finesse a relationship. Not everybody can like really? a million people can say they have your job, but can everyone actually have a good relationship with all these outlets? Can everyone actually get these relationships? Can everyone actually like maintain them and keep them fun and keep them alive and keep them, you know, thriving yeah. where it's a personality thing. If you don't have the right personality, sometimes it might be a total, not, it could be a clash. And I feel like you just from this 
one interaction we're having, I'm like, you are made to dance with people, like and communicate <laughs> with them. Like you're just like, you love it. I can tell you love it. Yeah, I, I do. I really feel like this is God's gifting for, you know, and call for my life is that, you know, I am meant to, to serve people in this way. And, um, you know, I, it's not lost on me that all those years ago when elementary school, when my report card came back and said, you know, Heather's a great student and she's really smart and gifted, but she sure does talk a lot in class. You know, like all of those things are pointing to the career and the life that I have now. Right. And, um, the leadership that I had when I was, you know, um, labeled bossy as a young girl, you know, all those things were leading me to, to this place that I am now. And, and my goal is to change that narrative for the women who are coming behind me so that their path and their course is easier and wider than mine was, you know? So what do you like about connecting with people? Like, what do you like? Because to me, it kind of feels like I love connecting with people too. But like when I'm connecting for work with people, I get a little more stressed out. Like I like connecting, like just like getting to have this conversation and like diving into your story and like, you know, sinking my teeth into your soul. But like when it comes to like having to like go gather all these different outlets and like maintain these relationships and find these people and like get this Rolodex of just like, connections that can feel a little daunting. Like that makes me feel a little bit stressed out. Like how do you navigate that? Why do you like that? Like, what do you like about all of that interaction? Like what is, what is it that like lights you up? Well, here's, here's how I like to think about it. It's like, you know, that saying about how the closest five people that you're, you know, friends with or shape who you are, it's the same in this in in business. I don't have thousands and thousands of superficial relationships. I have handfuls of really deep and meaningful ones. So, for example, when I first got into um, uh, book publishing, and I was the head of publicity at a, a book publishing house, one of the big um, publishing houses in the country. There's this woman who was the head of all book production at NBC. Her name's Jackie Levin. She was in that position for almost 30 years. I knew that my authors needed to be on NBC, whether it was for the Today Show or Dateline or the NBC Nightly News or Hoda's podcast or whatever it was, right? If it was on NBC, Jackie was responsible if it was connected to books in any way, shape, or form. So I knew Jackie was a gatekeeper that I needed to have a good relationship with. So I first reached out to her, made a case for having a meeting. I went to New York and sat down in her office and I started getting to know her personally. She had pictures on her wall that her children had drawn and one said Greta and one said Theo. And so I asked her about Greta and Theo. and. I, every single time after that, when I would talk to her, I would ask her about Greta and Theo, right? And I reached out to her to compliment her on a segment when I didn't need anything from her, right? I was forming and relating to Jackie on a personal human level and not just when I had an agenda and needed my author on her show. You were, it was important to you to develop a real relationship with her. A real relationship that was authentic. And so- Fast forward, 
years later, you know, and a lot of people that Jackie has booked for me, this is why she, you know, opens my um, emails or returns my calls. But Theo is coming to Nashville to go to Vanderbilt for college. And Jackie calls me up and she's like, I need to know all the things. Where do we stay? Where does he live? Where do we eat? What do we do? Because we had a relationship well beyond just me booking authors on NBC programming. And right? so that's what you're saying. Like if you're going, you value your job so much, you love this connection, but you're going to connect and you're going to connect hard and it's going to be real and it's not going to be totally spread out. You're not going to like, you know, right. just dump yourself all over everybody. You're very pick. Not, I don't know if you're picky, but you're picking these people that really matter to you and you're going to pour in to them. That's right. And I, I say that with our clients that we serve, you know, when they come and they want, um, you know, media campaigns and they want us to deliver media, I'm like, let's find the right 20 places that will be a game changer for you if they happen. And let's go intentionally and strategically after those rather than throwing everything up against the wall and seeing what sticks to 250 places and sending them all the same pitch, right? So it's that same way in my my personal life. Like I have a handful of really close, intimate, deep and meaningful friendships as opposed to you know, hundreds of really superficial ones. And so that's just my approach. And that to me works really well from a relational standpoint. And it's, you know, um, gone over into my work life and it's, it's what really helps us be successful for our clients. I like your, I like your personality. I can already tell like you are someone who just like, you are just quick and you're on it and you have a big bandwidth and like you are engaged and you're alert. And I just like, you're awesome, Heather. Like you, I'm really, really so kind. Well, I'm impressed. Thank you so much. And you know, one thing that I've been told my entire life is that I'm super direct and assertive. And, you know, a lot of times that's gotten me labeled as not very kind things, right? But I also feel like to use Brene Brown's term, clear is kind and unclear is unkind. And so you can be direct and you can be scrappy and you can be driven and ambitious and still be a kind human being, you know, and that's where I try to live is in that is in that place. Oh, I love that so much. Okay. So how do you launch a best-selling book. You've launched all these books. Like I I, I, I want to know. Yeah. What's the secret? Cause like to have a hundred best-selling book launches, that's a big deal. Like what is this, like the, the strategy a little bit that you use? Well, it all goes back to what we've just been talking about, which are relationships. You know, I um, teach, we have a course um, called booked by choice, which is really the only thing of its kind. It's essentially book publicity 101. And it's 18 videos and all kinds of assets where I teach you step by step by step exactly what to do. And that course, the foundation of all of that is what we call the relational roadmap. And there are three specific stops that you take on that map. And we teach you like the exact process that we use at Choice to have launched more than, you know, 100 New York Times bestsellers. And I know that everybody feels like that's the end goal is to have this New York Times bestselling status. It's really, really hard to make. And there's this, you know, magic formula that very, very few people, um, only employees of the New York Times that work on that list know, um, you know, what the algorithm is to make the list. But um, 
but there there is a formula that we use that that takes you step by step down that process and you know it all goes back to the relationships and how to leverage them who to access what to say to them when to say it all of that and so that teaches you kind of the timeline that's not even anything you and i were planning to talk about but it's just something that we have as a resource for people and there's really nothing out there like it we're really proud of that um so anyone interested in writing a book one day or launching a book like that's a good thing to try hey girlfriends it's me carol fisher i'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of the girlfriends In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
when you're on a book tour, because I have become a stop on a lot of people's books tours, which yeah. I love. Like, I feel like I'm a venue now. Like, I'm, I've been in music for so long, and my husband's in totally. music. And, and you go to, like, venues, and you play them. And well, I'm like, and that oh. speaks volumes about your podcast, too. Thank you. Well, I feel so, I feel so, like, excited about it. And, like, I, I finally started realizing, I'm like, man, I'm actually, like, a stop on people's book tours now. And this That's is, right. like, so cool. So what goes on on a book tour or what goes on? I say someone like a gin hat maker or a Noel jet. There's so much more than a book, but like books are the common thread that keeps running yeah. through their career. They also do a lot of like social media and YouTubing yeah. and I mean, you know, online things. So what, what is the, like, what do you do with someone like that? Like, do you focus yeah. on a book or are you just constantly like coming up with the next thing? What if they don't have something on the horizon or is it just always moving? Yeah. Well, there are plenty of our clients who have never written a book, don't have any intention of writing a book, and they have a really compelling message or they have a service that they offer. So it it's not just people who do books that we work with, but, um, but, but going back to your original question of a tour, you know, post pandemic tours look a lot different. During the pandemic, everything went virtual, even media interviews. You know, we weren't flying to L.A. and New York to do media. We were doing it all like we are right now on Zoom and Skype, you know, and and they were being interviewed by the host, you know, virtually. But post-pandemic, you know, events are returning. And so tours and the magic of them are coming back because there's nothing like in-person, you know, connection with people, as you well know. And so what traditionally happens at a book launch, it's much like when an album releases, right? It's like you want as much concentrated, as close to that launch date as possible. Books always release on a Tuesday. And so on that Tuesday, you want the biggest things to happen. And for those first two to four weeks, you want as much happening as possible. So whether that's traveling to different markets across the country, you're going to Atlanta and Nashville and Dallas and Minneapolis and Philadelphia, you know, you're going to different markets and you're engaging with, um, you know, uh, consumers in that market specifically. Maybe you're having a live event or maybe you're having a book signing in that market, but you're also doing media in that market and you're meeting with people. Like when people come to Nashville, you know, they're going to Parnassus and doing a signing and they're meeting with you and Caitlin and Mallory and Landon and like all the girls in town who have great podcasts and they're doing, you know, local or regional media that are based here. So in Nashville, for example, we have great, you know, local affiliates, but we also have Parade Magazine is based in Nashville, you know, and so there are opportunities like that. And so you're just trying to put the trifecta together, which is, you know, some kind of in-person engagement with your fan base, um, some kind of media component, and some kind of influencer interaction so that the people that you want to know that your book is out in the world and available to them and is something that they're going to want to purchase, um, that you're getting in front of them through those means, right? Love that. Yeah. God, you have to have a lot of energy. (laughs) I do. And I get a lot of rest because of it. You know, like I drink a ton of water 
and go to sleep really early. Cause I also am raising two teenage boys with my husband. And so there's a lot happening at the Adams household. You've been doing all this while having kids, raising kids at home. I mean, what is going on in your brain? Do you just wake up ready to go? Are you one of those people that your bandwidth is huge? Well, I definitely operate at a high capacity and pace. Um, but I, like anybody else, you know, there's a breaking point, right? And self-care is so important and critical to me. I have what I call my five non-negotiables, which are five things that And you're so good at structuring. You've probably structured your own life too, haven't you? A hundred percent. Okay, tell me about it, yeah. My calendar is blocked out. The way that my home is organized, the way, but it's not- I want to talk about all that because that's huge. Like having your life in order. And that's one of the things you talk about, how to build an authentic life. But like, Having your home life in order, having your schedule in order, having your like uh, like your closets and your stuff organized is huge. Okay, so yeah, what are your five non-negotiables? Well, so I, I would encourage you to consider them based on the season of life that you're in. So I am a CEO of a company. I'm raising two teenage boys. I'm trying to stay married to an incredible husband. I also want to care for myself well. And so that's the season I'm in. Somebody who it is single is going to be in a different season of life or somebody who's got little bitty babies and they're in the weeds, you know, with their children or a different season. But my five are number one, um, I get at least eight hours of rest every single night. Like rest is like critical for me. Number two is I drink, um, a ton of water. I try to drink half of my body weight in ounces of water. So like if you weigh a hundred pounds, which I do not, I weigh a lot more than that. But if you weighed a hundred pounds, you would want to drink at least 50 ounces of water every day. So I try to drink half of my body weight in ounces every single day of water. Um, the third one is I have a weekly date night with my husband that is like non-negotiable. We put this on our calendar. This is our fifth year of doing it. So we have not always done it. We've been married for 20 years this year. So for the first 15, it was just fly by the seat of your pants. But five years ago, we were like, something is off. We're not like, you know, on the same page. Like, what's going on? Like, this feels weird. This feels icky. Like, and so we we committed to a weekly date night. We do it on Thursday night. It's on our calendar. It's like fiercely protected. Every now and then we will have something come up and we may have to alter the night of the week. So for example, if our boys have, you know, a a baseball game and it's dead smack in the middle of our date night, we might have it on Wednesday night instead of Thursday night. But But you still get it in there. Is we still get it in there every single week. So that's what has that done? What has that done for your marriage? Because I'm sure he's busy. You're busy. And like, if you don't have order in a scheduled thing, it's going to get overlooked and the marriage can easily, you know, fall, fall just to the back of the list. So what has it done? What did it change? We moved from being like roommates who talked about logistics all the time. Like who's picking up who from school, who's dropping off, who's handling practice, who's ordering the groceries, you know, it was always logistic conversations and we happened to live in the same house. It moved from that back to intimacy. Mm. And, um, you know, we try really hard though. It's very difficult to not talk about the boys on our date nights and to not talk about logistics. Like we try to talk about more 
bigger picture, meaningful things, you know, as opposed to, well, how was your day? Oh, mine was good. It's busy at work. You know, like, um, well, what are we doing this weekend? You know, like we try to move away from those things. That's not to say that those things don't come up. Of course they do. Um, but I will say this, my marriage now, and we'll celebrate 20 years married this year is so much ripper, richer, deeper, more meaningful than it was years ago. And it's, I attribute so much of that to, you know, it being intentional with my husband about my marriage and Mm, like protecting it. Awesome. The intimacy too, you know, like physically touching each other on a date night and being near each other. And it just being the two of you. And it's also modeling for these boys that we're raising, like what it's like to prioritize your spouse over your children and what it's like to, to make sure that, um, they, you know, they are seeing how Matt treats me as his wife and how I treat him as my husband. And they're learning that that's, you know, what it should look like when they're in a marriage at some point with a partner. So um, I just interviewed this amazing woman named Molly Fletcher. She was like the Jerry Maguire of um, sports agents. She like, she's done tons of them, but she is like you, she's whole person managing. She's whole person like evaluating. And she was talking about her schedule. And like the first thing she does with clients is she gets the non-negotiables for the family and for the personal on there first. Like you got to start with you first. And I love that. That's what you're saying. It's like, you really can't have a thriving, successful, incredible career. If your home life is in the garbage shambles, that's right. It's going to wreck you and you're not going to be able to enjoy it. And you're going to have so many pulls and tugs and guilt. And it's just highs and lows that aren't matching. It's not in symbiosis. So true. And, you know, for me, I don't want to be militant about it, right? I'm not being inflexible, like, you know, about things, but I just know what works for our family and what works for me personally. If it's on my calendar, it's happening. And so putting things on the calendar that are not just meetings that I have or, you know, work-related items, but putting a date night on my calendar, putting exercise on my calendar, that's one of my, you know, five non-negotiables is, is to move my body two to three times a week. And years ago, Caroline, when I started this, I was that person that was like, where in the heck am I going to put this on my calendar? I don't have any bandwidth to go and exercise. When do I have time to do this? And so I started with one hour once a week. Good and I was job. Like, if that's all I can do, at least I'm doing that. That's better than not doing anything yes. at all. And I started with one hour once a week at a um, a place here called Garage Bar and Bike. It's a bar bike studio. And I went one time a week and then I was like, oh, I really like how I feel. Oh, I really like these women. Oh, I like this community. Oh, I'll find another hour. And I worked my way up to where I was going more consistently and regularly. It's all about what you prioritize and protect on your calendar, you know, uh. and Prioritize so, and protect. I yes, the protection is the problem, I think, for so many of us. Because what happens is we put it on our calendar. Like, let's say spending time with your girlfriends is really important to you. And so you want to prioritize it in your life. And so you put a girl's night on there. Well, let's say your child gets sick. Or let's say something comes up at work and you've got to travel out of town. 
we're not protecting the girls' night, right? We're sacrificing everything else. And so what's happening is we're putting it on there because it's important to us. And we think, okay, I'll prioritize it. I'll place it on my calendar, but we're not protecting it. And that's where we lose out is because if we're not protect, protecting it, we're sacrificing it. And therefore it's really not going to be prioritized. Oh, I love that, man. I used to be a yes person. Like everything was a yes. Like I was always a yes, yes, yes. I want to do everything. I didn't have kids. Michael and I were both in the music industry, entertainment industry, available to go out all the time, wanting to meet people, wanting to be in the scene, wanting to just know and feel and be and in it. And it was fun too, I'm sure. Fun. Michael's touring with like huge people like Kid Rock, Darius Rucker, Jason Aldean, just gone all the time doing and being in it. And it was great. And just taking it in, you know, just honestly, just like for me, I'm looking back on the first part of my life, just like gathering inventory, just like kind of understand getting data, like understanding, like, what is all yeah. this? Like, I've been drawn to this big life. and But what is it? What actually is the keys to happiness? Like, who you know, here are these people who have these big careers, and some of them are really happy, some of them aren't like what actually like you're talking about yes. this person whole and happy because Having a great, big, successful con- career can be wonderful if your insides are good. But like, if, mm-hmm. if you know, if you're worked out on the inside, but if you're not in balance on the inside, you're even if your career is huge, you're gonna be totally out of balance with it. And so it's like, there's so much into what makes someone happy. And and my husband Michael was actually telling me today he was listening to Tony Robin Robbins, and it's the same thing. Yeah. It's like the real key you want to do is get your inner workings great. That's the winning when you're in, you're talking about this. And I feel like now, like I know this so true to be true, but like when I was younger and I feel like a lot of people who don't know the inner workings of this entertainment industry can think still, Oh, success, money, fame, fortune can make (laughs) you happy. And it really won't, but it can be wonderful and used wonderfully if you are in line internally. And, well, I and just, if you're, yeah, if you're caring for yourself well first, yes, then you're going to be good in, in those other areas of life. But if you are at the bottom of your own to-do yes. list over and over and over again, you're not going to be any good to anybody else. And that's like what you're saying and what Molly just said, but y'all are saying it in an, in a way of actually like structuring it on your calendar, blocking it out. And it's like non-negotiables, husband non-negotiable need to keep that marriage tight and right. You know, I don't want to keep that good. I don't want to get, not that divorce is not the option for some people, but I don't want to divorce my husband. So what do I need to do to maintain that? Okay. Prioritize it, protect it. Okay. Fitness. I feel the same way. I used to just like abuse my body and do all sorts of like diet pills and eating disorders and whatever to try to get to look away. No, not anymore. Now it is like working out is for my mental health. It is for yes. me so strong. I don't care if I have a little extra love in the middle. I mean, sure, it'd be great to lose it or have. I don't care about a perfect body. Well, I that's want not to be the healthy. reason I do it. You me know, either like, not. At I was all. telling somebody last week, like there's something about sweating when I'm in yes. a bike class and like all the toxins just coming out every single time on the candle ride when they turn out all the lights. As I'm like getting You're releasing, it all out. it's just so releasing. You're right, and That's so there's with hot the yoga. mental health component cannot be I cry in hot yoga all the time, getting that out, and it's not like I'm sad right. and depressed, but like you've got no. to release this stored it's energy. So good for you. you yeah, gotta move your body. That Stuff sweat gets stuck. coming out is just so good. <laughs> 
Oh, I love that. Okay, so we have husband, we have fitness, we have sleep, we have water, rest, water, rest. And then the last one is paying attention to what goes in my mouth. So I am a better Heather when I am caring for my body well. And that is not about deprivation. That is just like, you know, for example, my birthday was last weekend and I had um, some friends over for dinner. We had a, a small, like intimate dinner party. And I told Matt, I am making Julia Child's beef bourguignon. Like I want it. It sounds so good. And my mom made her homemade pound cake for dessert. And that's what we had. I do not eat like that all the time, but I wanted that for my birthday. And that's what I had. And it brought me so much joy, but it's like paying attention and like noticing how my body feels based on what I'm putting in my mouth. And that's, you know, going back to whole healthy, you know, eating, but it's also not about depriving myself in any way. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. 
Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's just about being intentional. Yes. I love what you said, intentional, and then prioritizing and protecting, and then following your schedule that you make and not to be said not to be militant or whatever but yeah, you, you don't want to be so militant that you can't be spontaneous ever you know but you're doing the work in your home life in your personal life in your work life in your environment you're you're doing the work to assess and even when you take on clients like you're deep diving what matters to you what are your priorities what do you need to do to be your best. What do you need to right. do to fuel? Like you have so many big plates in the air. If you don't prioritize yourself and your home life and your family, like you're not going to be the best CEO well, that you can be. So you have to prioritize exactly right, it. Caroline. And you know, a win for you looks different than a win for me looks different than a win for Jen Hatmaker, right? And so you have to think about what a win for you personally looks like. And then you back into it, just like with work. You know, if I know what your a win looks like for Caroline Hobby at the end of the day, then I know how to build a strategy to help you get there. Well, if you think about that and apply that to your life, like what does a win in life look like? Well, a win in life for me does not look like me only working and and having this great career. It also looks like a really rich and beautiful family life and, you know, um, great relationships with my children and my husband and, you know, things like that. And so you have to think about what a win for you personally looks like and build it in that way. Oh, I'm so in love with you, Heather. This is, I don't awesome. care. We have to get together. I need to get, I, I mean, like I, I'm already in my mind, like talking to you after this and like setting us up a meeting. Like I have to talk totally. to you. Like, this is amazing. You are so awesome. Okay. I just like, I'm so happy to know you. You're doing Me such too. soulful, great work. And you're really helping women get their stories out there in such a powerful way. And these women that like you are working with are so awesome. Like, it's just so cool. I love that you, you are girl power, but it's not like we hate boys. It's like, no women. No, rising. Not at like, all. We are, it's time for the women to band together. And that's another thing that you talk about too, is being allies. Like women, yeah. we, we've been pitted against each other for so long. And I feel like that is just shattering left and right. Like we are realizing like, that is not the way to do it. We don't need to do that. There's enough that's room right. for all of us when we actually come together and use all of our skills and talents. Like, oh my gosh, the impact we can make. And when women are using their voices and reaching people, it's love and nurturing and healing and help that is getting put out there. Like That's women exactly right. are helping not only women heal and rise and realize that they have a purpose too, but like it's men are realizing that that's the better way to do it too. Exactly. Well, and you know, I was conditioned to believe as a young girl, going back to what we were talking about at the very beginning of the conversation about, you know, oh, I was um, too bossy or, oh, I talked too much or, you know, as opposed to somebody celebrating my leadership potential or giftings that I had, right? 
And, you know, as I went into my professional career early as a young professional, it was, there was one seat for a female at the table and I was vying for that seat. Right. And so you were taking everybody down on your way to that one seat for a woman. And I made a lot of mistakes. I was taking women out right and left to advance my own career. And I look back now and I'm like, oh, girl, if you only knew if you'd have linked arms with those other girls and other women, y'all could have all had the seats at the table rather the than you for the that, one spot. Right. But at the time, the culture, it, it's that's hard right. to break the culture. It that's is. right. That's how I was taught. And that's you know, what I was conditioned to believe was right. And so when, when I launched choice, you know, and, um, was creating a work environment for women by women, it was like, okay, what do I want to be different? What, what's the work culture? What's the environment? What's the narrative I want these women to have that is a different experience than what, you know, I grew up doing. And so, you know, the women in the community that we have now, it's, we are very much allies, not competitors, even women in the same industry as me. I have so many girlfriends that are also publicists and own PR agencies just like I do. Their success does not diminish my opportunity, right? And we can celebrate and champion each other. Um, and we get a lot further when we do that together, to your point, you know? And it feels so much better. And it's so oh, exciting yes. because now you're, you're not alone. All, you're not alone. You have all these amazing women friends who are impacting the world. You can come up with creative ideas to do together and create an amazing right. events and opportunities and maybe even businesses together. It's just like, it's so much That's more right. fun. But you have to be honest and transparent. And that is something that yeah. I am really learning. I've been kind of like floaty for a long time because I didn't know what I want. But now that I'm really like zeroing in on myself, it's like you have, and like you said, you're direct. You have to be direct. You can't say yes to everything. You've got to think it out. You've got to have a strategy. Yes. You have to be intentional and you have to really like organize what matters and then be clear with what you don't have room for on your plate and not well, make it a big personal dramatic thing. You don't want to get to the end of life and be like, life just happened to me, right? You want to take your own life by the reins and, um, and you know, not just, oh, well, this happened and this happened and this happened. You want to create this life for yourself. And I think there's a lot of people that look back and regret that they just let life happen to them as opposed to them taking hold and charge and agency over their own life. Amen. Heather, you're awesome. Okay. I always wrap up with one question, which is oh, yeah. leave, leave your light and it's just open-ended. What do you want people to know? Um, oh God, that's such a great question, Caroline. I would say that you have it in you right now. Like you don't have to go and take a class or, um, change yourself in any way. Like you have everything capability wise within you already to go and live this life that you've dreamed for yourself. You just need to have the agency to advocate for yourself, you know? And so I would say there are so many times when I have second guessed my own capabilities and not listened to my own gut or um, downplayed my own talents or giftings, you know, and to be smaller in the room because I was Preach. such a big personality or whatever. Yeah. And 
you don't have to do that. You can be authentically you and offer the giftings and the talents that you have. And the world will be so much richer because of it, you know? Yes. Surrounding yourself with people who know their own giftings and their own talents. So it's not threatening that you have your own giftings and your own talents. And instead, when everyone is embracing the gifts and the talents that is God given, that is our superpower. And it's not to be used against anyone or to be better than anyone. But if we all tap in to what we divinely were given and what we are divinely called to, then we're all going to advance this world forward in such a better way. Instead of like hiding and feeling like you're robbing the world of that, you're holding it in and not sharing it. You are robbing the world of that. Yes. And that's why we love people who go all in with their gift and we, they, we put them on a pedestal and they get to a spotlight because we're, we're also drawn to people who actually go for their gift and like use it correctly and like give it back out there, you know, because it's what we were made to do. We all were made to do it. Well, and I know your theme kind of this year for the podcast is around the cards that people are dealt. Yes. Your stack in deck is full, right? And you have the opportunity to really be a gift to others. If you won't, if you will share that and not hold it all in, right? Yes. And you have that capability within you. Don't think you have to change yourself in order to be able to live out the dream that you have for your life. Heather, you are amazing. Okay. Where can everyone find you if they just need more of you in their life or if they think actually they want to try to work with you or, you know, yeah. whatever. How do people get in touch with you? Well, so our website is choicemediacommunications.com. We are that on all the handles. And my personal Instagram, TikTok, all the things is Heather Dixon, D-I-X-O-N Adams, Heather Dixon Adams. And can I mention one thing that we have coming up that I would love your people to know about? Yes. So on April the 13th here in Nashville, just outside in Franklin, Tennessee, we are hosting our fourth annual Choice Summit, which is a women's leadership conference. And our, our girl, Jen Hatmaker, is one of our speakers, Jen Hatmaker, Paula Ferris, JJ Peterson from StoryBrand, Tuary Butler, who was Congressman John Lewis's longest serving staff member. And each session, we have incredible sessions for the day, but it's they're dedicated to women just like us who are, you know, at that place in their career where they want to move to the next level and they need the roadmap to do that. And it's not just enough to go to a conference and be motivated. We are equipping you to go and take the next steps when you get home. And so if you're interested in that, I'd love for you to go to choicesummit.com because it's this beautiful community of busy working women, just like all of us who um, just want to, you know, advance in their life in some capacity. Amazing. Heather, you are amazing. I have loved this conversation. And um, yes, can we talk a little bit after before you go? Because <laughs> I just yes, think you're the course. best. Oh my gosh, of course. Okay. Such a privilege to be with you too, Caroline. Thank you so much. Back at you. Okay, Heather Adams, you're the best. Bye. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a and b with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers. Or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, 
Movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.